The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, what about these Oilers? They're on they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now, aren't they? And I'm wondering, as are many of you, if it's all just about coaching. Uh, they've gone 8-2-2 two, and two in 12 games. Uh, I'm joined now by play-by-play announcer for the Edmonton Oilers, Jack Michaels. Jack, hey, thanks for doing this, buddy. I'm I'm glad to be on. Am I allowed to disagree with that one listener? Sure. I mean, I, I got to be honest with you. There's no way I want someone leafing through my bag, <laughs> finding out where I'm stand, where I'm going. No chance. <laughs> well, here's I, the thing, Jack. They're not supposed to do it just because they want to. They're supposed to do it if they can't find any other way to to identify the bag. Oh, all right, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. I I still was feel awfully nervous about checking a bag with all my stuff. Yeah, yeah I could just I see mean, you checking. I could just see you checking the bag. Yeah. So we don't want people running through. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could just see you checking the bag and the uh, the airline representative saying, "Well, you don't have a luggage tag." No, it's all right. It's inside yeah. the luggage. That's right. Yeah, not a chance. So, not a <laughs> so I have to ask, because I'm as amazed, I think, as most uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers fans are right now, about this sudden sort of what per- is perceived to be a real turnaround in the fortunes of the team based, I guess, solely on a coaching change. Is that the only reason in your mind for the turnaround? No, I don't, I don't, think, it's, I don't think it's solely the coaching change. But I, I, I think Ken Hitchcock has done a couple of really good things. I, I think he is come in and was exceedingly complimentary of the team and he knew the team i think he went in talked to the players and knew their games and impressed with the players with his knowledge that he knew them even though he hadn't coached them and hadn't coached in the league yet this season for the first month and a half he didn't lose touch with the game he you know met his friends he's a hockey junkie i mean this guy you know, I don't know what he said previously, but for me, he's a guy that's going to want to coach into his 80s. I, I, he really loves the game. And I think uh, he won over his players with their knowledge of both them and uh, their games. He made a statement right off the bat that I thought was vitally important. Is I think a second question on his first day, he hadn't even seen the team on the ice yet because he came after the pregame skate in San Jose which was his first game. And someone asked him, you know, what do you know about this team? And he, without hesitation, said, the one thing I know is the strength of this team is its goaltending. He didn't say the strength of its team was Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl or the exciting offensive players or Darnell Nurse. Or He went right to the goaltending. And what have they done except play lights out for him ever since he said that? I think he instilled that belief right from the get-go. And when your goaltenders hear that they're the strength of their team, that's the guy they're going to want to play for. And they've played great. And they've played absolutely fantastic hockey. And I think when you're getting stops, everything else falls into place, Andrew. Getting stops. And and just look at the last two games. I think they've been outshot 86-52, and they've won both games. When you're getting stops, it covers up all sins. And when you're winning games, no one's worried about having to check a little harder or having to play a more structured process. They're just worried about sticking another two points in their hip pocket. And, you know, it's, it's all it's, – it's the proverbial – uh, snowball rolling downhill right now. You know, you mentioned Connor McDavid and uh, Leon Dreisaitl, and this is something, and maybe I'm just wrong on this. I'm just a casual fan more than anything. I'm not an analyst like you guys, but um, 
it seemed like Todd McClellan wanted to create a cake without all the ingredients. Like, let's put Connor McDavid on one line, Leon Dreisaitl on another line, Nugent Hopkins on another line, and I'm going to create three strong lines, and the end result was no lines were all that strong. One of the first things Hitchcock seems to have done is put Dreisaitl with McDavid, and it's worked out. Well, I mean, Todd had done that. Now, in fairness to Todd, he had he had gone to that about 11, 12 games in. He, he went back to Dreisaitl McDavid. So he he had done that. He you know he hadn't he he didn't start the season with that, and that's that's certainly you know probably what you're remembering is you know mm-hmm. the first ten or twelve games it, it was you know an opportunity for for them to necessarily you know carry lines. He had Nugent Hopkins playing on the wing, and you know it, then he went back to that, and now it's always been Todd's default is to go back to Drysaddle McDavid when his team was in trouble where he wanted to create and where the idea for those two not to play together actually originated Andrew was the 2017 playoffs when Leon Dreisaitl actually had a better postseason than Connor McDavid did mm-hmm. and was carrying his own line and you know I think and and with some justification Todd was thinking I'd like to develop attack along the lines of the Toronto Maple Leafs where pick your poison between you know, whether you're going to defend John Tavares or whether you're going to worry about Austin Matthews, you know, and, and their respective line mates. Uh, he went back to that. Uh, here's what Ken has, has done, though, is he has come in and declared things like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't playing on the wing, he's the center iceman. Ryan Spooner is the center iceman. The strength of the team is its goaltending. Love Oscar Clefbaum and Adam Larson. I'm going to play the ever-living you-know-what out of them. And, and they're going to play a ton of minutes. I love Darnell Nurse. He's going to play a ton of minutes. I know what these players can. He's been decisive at every count. And it's almost a little bit of a Jedi mind trick. He comes in with so much confidence and so much belief in his assessment of the team that when he talks about the team's strengths, I think the players are much like the rest of us in the sense that they say, yeah, you know what? That's right. I am. You know, and. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, I think, what's kind of gotten the team going a little bit. So you're talking about the team buying in, and you're talking about credibility. Yes, and because Ken Hitchcock has the credibility, well, it goes hand in hand. Because he's had nearly a quarter of a century success, because a lot of the players on the Oilers, I mean, it's it's recent memory. They know what happened. They know he took over in St. Louis. Many of them were playing in the league. When he took over San Louis 6-7, and seven, again, similar to Todd McClellan, not a terrible start. That Blues team had played 10 of its first 13 on the road. As you know, Todd McClellan's team had a brutal schedule to start <laughs> yeah. the year yeah. and survived it. But they know he went in there and led the Blues to a division title. I mean, it, in you know, he, he, he lost 15 games out of the 69 he coached that year. So because there's not only past credibility with the Stanley Cup, but also, you know, present-day credibility where they've played against and with many of the players on that St. Louis team, you know, when he says something, they're going to buy in. Just like the rest of us are like, this guy, you know what? I mean, that's the thing with Ken Edgecock. I didn't know him that well before he took over as head coach, but I will say this. More than any other coach, and I've worked with and, and judged from afar, he is as confident in what he thinks about the game and its players as anyone I've ever seen. 
And that confidence has a way of carrying over into the people that are around it. Well, you know, Jack, something else I've noticed, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, um, any coach, and I'm not speaking now just of Todd McClellan, but any coach, and actually, for that matter, any sport, uh, they have various personalities and I've I've coached and I've had a coach before some are uh, you know rip you a new you know what uh, kind of coaches uh, one of the first things I noticed about Ken Hitchcock which seemed like a a, a change from what I had seen in the past from several oiler coaches was what you mentioned a moment ago he started identifying strengths or individuals that he felt he had a lot of confidence in as opposed to the messaging kind of being along the lines of, I'm going to hold them all accountable. And, and I don't know if that, you know, gave a new confidence to some of the players or, or, or if that's just, I don't know, as you say, that's just a Jedi mind trick. Well, he, he's identified roles and that, and that he's been so frank and so honest about what guys can do. Even in the aftermath of last night's game against Winnipeg, he said we had guys out there playing you know, above their comfort zone. And and that's partially, you know, my fault in terms of managing the minutes. I've got to find a way to do it. But he said, with the injuries we've got, these players also have to help me, you know, play out of their comfort zone a little bit until everyone comes back. So he knows that not everyone is capable of playing 20 minutes a, a night at an elite level. But he's asking and pleading for certain guys to play above their heads for a few weeks until, you know, guys come back. And I think just to be so honest and so frank about a player's strengths without necessarily hammering on the weaknesses, there's different ways to say it. And I think, you know, playing out of their comfort zone is, is a way of saying, all right, ordinarily I wouldn't play X and X a guy, you know, 19 minutes against the best team in the league on the road. I mean, you know, but there's a different way of saying it. Yeah. And and that's what I think uh, has been a real real strength. And and he's talked about the fact that over the course of the years, and uh, it, it is his processes have gotten better in terms of of game reviews. Uh, he he likes focusing on an eighty percent positive review of the previous game and not putting too much information uh, about the, the about the next game in the players' heads until it's right before the game. He doesn't want information overload. He's more interested in reviewing the previous game, taking some lessons from each one, and then moving on to the next game without without kind of that that uh, information overload. With all the analytics, Andrew, and, and yeah. you know that <laughs> hockey, like the rest of the major sports, there, there's an overload there. I think he's done a nice job of filtering some of that stuff out. Well, like I tweeted uh, after, I think, uh, his fifth win, uh, Hitchcock uh, just pointed out everyone was holding their stick upside down, and now the goals are going in. Um, I wish I had more time to talk to you, Jack. Unfortunately, I'm out of time. Uh, City Ford Faceoff Show coming up at, what, 5.30. The puck drops at 7. We're taking on Philadelphia. Jack, thanks again for doing this. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll turn you into an avid fan yet. That's my vision <laughs> for the next five years. You got it. The Andrew. The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6:30 Chad.